Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Erin Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast, my podcast about immigrants and immigration and everything in between. Thank you for listening and downloading the show, and thank you for supporting my dad. It's great to have you back for another episode of An Immigrant's Life. As always, I appreciate your company and the time you spend with me. If you've missed any of the previous episodes, don't you worry. An Immigrant's Life is accessible wherever you get your podcast, including on YouTube. Feel free to subscribe and listen to some of our amazing stories of extraordinary individuals. And if you could leave a review and give it a five-star rating, that would be greatly appreciated as well, as it helps us reach more listeners. And for those who want more on Immigrants Live content, we have social media accounts where you can connect with me directly. My handle is at an Immigrants Life. You can also send me an email at at an Immigrants Life at yahoo.com. If you want to chat or if you want to come on the podcast, that's the best way to connect with me. All right, now, on to the episode. I had a thoughtful conversation with this week's guest about the war in Ukraine, mastering a skill and creating art, and I cannot wait for you to listen to this one. So let me get to the point. Without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today's guest was a pharmacist turned painter. Her life's journey is intricate, just like a rusnik, but also like a chestnut, it is destined for prosperity and longevity. Everyone, please welcome Anya Kais. <laughs> what an introduction. Thank you so much. It's, oh, it's great to be here. <laughs> I'm glad that you appreciate it. It's, 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 my, uh, it's my signature and it's my pride and glory. You know, feeling... Feeling welcomed is something that I think all uh, immigrants are seeking. So you're definitely, you understand, you understand your kind. You you get us, you get us. We take care of our own, you know? <laughs> I just, I, I, I like when I introduce a guest and like you said, like they, they feel like, oh, he did that for me, not for anyone else. Yeah, feel very yeah. special. Thank you. Before we get into any nitty gritty, why don't you tell the immigrant nation where they can reach you or if you want to promote anything? Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's Anya Mirk, my handle. And I also have a website, which is anyakais.com. Um, I'm focusing on painting right now. And so if you could follow me um, and spread my artwork online, that would be uh, probably the best way to support me. Um, because my primary goal is to... Um, show Ukrainians in the culture, promote Ukrainian immigrant culture specifically, um, and give Ukrainians a voice. And if if I get more eyes on that, that makes me feel like the mission is accomplished, you know? Mm, that's a beautiful goal that you want to accomplish. Yeah. Um, I do have some Ukrainian friends. They love drinking. <laughs> Uh, yes. Um, actually, my best friend in college was Filipina. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, also very fun, but definitely we, when we hang out, it's mostly food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, we love our food. 
in all honesty, this is this is why we bonded. I think. <laughs> yeah, I always uh, make a joke that I stay away from Filipinos because or Filipinas. Because if you hang out with them automatically, just to say hi with them and make friends with them, you gain 15 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> That's automatic, you know? You haven't even tasted our food. It's worth it. <laughs> Do it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Of course, I did some research on you. You're originally from Kiev, Ukraine. But yep. now you're painting your days away in Portland, Oregon. Why did you mm -hmm. move to the U.S.? Why or when? Both. Yes. Okay. Well, why? I I was... Well, Ukraine was kind of a poor country when I was growing up. And I also happened to be poor in a poor country. Mm -hmm. So, um, and also, it was at a time, I think when I was 10, Ukraine became independent. So there's a lot of like social and political and economic changes that I... I probably sensed as something that's turbulent and when i had an opportunity to come to the states i decided you know i'm just gonna i'm just gonna take it and see mm. how it goes and so when i was 16 i uh ended up in connecticut in high school and i did really well in high school mostly because i already knew all of the information and all i was doing is just relearning it but in english mm. So I did super well and got into college and I was like, okay, I guess I'll go to college. Um, I guess I'll go to college. I Yeah. And then, I mean, like, not to say that I didn't work hard. I worked hard, but things just kept on kind of working out for me in a way that uh, got my pharmacy degree and then got internship and that translated into a job. And when I graduated at that time, there was a shortage of pharmacists and so I got all these scholarships and basically a lot of incentives to keep on staying um, in the States. And um, also uh, because of student loans, so there's a lot of incentive to like work and stay in Connecticut. But I did not like Connecticut, so I really wanted to move elsewhere. Um, I didn't know where to go, honestly, because I just kind of landed there and was just like so focused on learning and working that it was pretty hard to just throw it, you know, dart and go elsewhere because I had to transfer my license. Uh, it's very like lengthy and expensive process of like thousands of dollars and like half a year. Anyway, I met my husband traveling, future husband at that time. And he also wanted to move out of DC. And so we just, we just went where the weed was, Colorado, baby, Colorado. That's but wait, you said Connecticut. Why did you choose Connecticut? Is there like do you have a family there? I didn't choose. Yeah, my father, my father lived there for like seven to ten years mm. when I already um, when I arrived. So I arrived on like a family visa, okay. and yeah, I lived with him for two years while I was attending high school, and then I went to college. Yeah. Mm. When you were in Ukraine, you were living with mom? Yeah, I was living with my mom, my half-brother, and my stepdad. Yeah, mm. so I just kind of peeled off from that family, hopped onto my dad's family for a second, 
and then just went on on my crazy journey. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You said pharmacy. Was there a reason why pharmacy? Were you pushed by someone to do it or you always wanted to learn about pharmacy? I mean, I, I feel like you're sensing a little bit about pharmacy in me. Um, it was my dad. He definitely encouraged. I wanted to go to art school, but, hmm. you know, I've only been in the country for two years. And I, I just feel like, you know, the immigrant father mentality is that you really have to find a job that guarantees a career pay stability. Mm-hmm. Um and so I don't think he was like willing to help me out with art school as much in terms of um, tuition, but he was definitely pushing me into engineering. Surprise. Which is what he is. In retrospect, I probably would have been better at that, but I couldn't, you know, I cannot do what my father does, you know. <laughs> Why? Because that's what he's doing? Just yeah, my dad is an engineer, but oh, so, I, it's just a principal thing. I gotta rebellion. be rebellious. Yeah, yeah, I have to be. Anyway, so that's how I ended up in the pharmacy school because when I found out that in six years I can get a doctorate, that just sounded so cool. You know, I, I can be a doctor in six years. Sign me up. Well, can, um, can you not be? Can you? You can be a doctor in like a shorter time, right? Like a medical doctor. In the United States, I think it takes like over ten years plus. Um, yeah, okay. yeah. But um, yeah, it's I have a doctorate of pharmaceutical studies. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my degree. That's amazing. Yeah, it didn't translate well. <laughs> I I like I mean I like the school. I like the mm. school a lot. I love learning, but um, the reality of working in the pharmacy uh, is just very much uh, different from how the school is. It's it's uh, like stressful. Yeah. And, your uh, mom, they're still in Kiev? No, so my mom actually lives with us now. Hmm. Um, and so is my brother. My mom came here like five years ago, okay. but my brother and his wife came last year when the war started. Hmm. So we're uh, like a multi-generational household for sure. Um, it's crazy. And it's also like so much fun, you know? Hmm. Hmm. Just like, I, I know it's not for everybody, but there's something cool. I, I mean, I haven't seen my brother since I was 16 and I'm like 38. It's been wow. 20 years. I mean, I've seen him, but we haven't, you know. Spend your time. Exactly. We haven't, because he lived in Ukraine this entire time. And it's just, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like incredible to just like randomly wake up and he's like in the kitchen. It's, it's I don't know. Yeah. I feel so blessed. I I like my I like my little community. My family is definitely what I what I live for. Yeah, I see that too. Like when we moved here in Canada, we live in this five no three bedroom apartment, and we were like, what was it five, six, seven, eight? We were eleven people. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, see, so you say it, and I was like, "Whoa!" But I'm like, "Listen, it's only, <laughs> it's only uh, just a few or a couple of people less than what we have. We have seven, yeah." Yeah, very late. So it was my mom and my dad. They have their own room. My brother and I, and then my sister shares with five aunties. Wow! In one bedroom, but we <laughs> that only lasted for a year. But 
man, every time I think about that, like props to my sister because she never complained. Yeah. I'd be like, yo, 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 you guys got to move on. I can't do this thing, you know? <laughs> but there was yeah. no privacy, you know? Yeah, there's no privacy. But I do have a studio, so that's my saving grace for myself where, you know, this is, it's, it's all chaotic at home. And when I get to escape to my studio, it's, it's just bliss, man, bliss. <laughs> <laughs> now it's you're quiet, saying yeah. because there's chaos at home in the sense of like, there's a lot of people. Yeah, Do yeah, you yeah. appreciate more the bliss of the studio because of the chaos at home? Oh yeah. The contrast is stark. I also mm. have like two young kids. One's two, one's five. Uh, oh, monkeys. Yeah. Oh, they're just all over and lots of energy and loud and <laughs> uh, I mean, amazing and very tiring. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I really love going to the studio then and kind of like that's my place to recharge um, and just be creative and create mm-hmm. something. Um, yeah, definitely balance for sure. You love being a mom? Do I like it? Or do you love it? Uh, yes, I love it. I love it's. I love being a mom. Um, I, I think it's. I mean, I think it's very hard. In a way that, like, uh, because of my upbringing, right? It's like a Soviet Union. The culture was completely different, and so I don't have like a model of, um what a healthier parenthood looks like in a way and so uh i i spent tremendous amount of time just thinking and researching and learning about how to raise children and form connections with them so they're Hmm. everlasting and how to be present for them acknowledge their struggles but also you know not help them with everything it's just such a balance Mm -hmm. um yeah and i think in a way it's been it's been healing for me it's intense i think i I think for all of you immigrant moms and dads listening out there um if you're trying to kind of bring up your children in a more modern way i see you You know, mm-hmm. I see you. It's 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 work. Yeah, it is challenging. Is there a Ukrainian value that you would like to preserve with your kids? Yeah, absolutely. I think like a sense of family um, and family being kind of like an organism in a way mm. that um, every little nodule kind of works together to support this functioning organism like especially like in the family right now that we have so many people living together mm-hmm. it's like you can definitely tell that um we all come together to help out somebody who is like going through a hard time right mm-hmm. um and i do think it's more of a ukrainian thing i think like in america they would label it like somewhat codependent. Uh, but I don't, I, I, 
I think it works for us <laughs> it, and not like in a pathological way, right? I don't, I don't think um, there's like all that many negatives knowing that you can basically rely on somebody to help you out. Like if you trust somebody, then what's what's the harm in that, you know? Yeah, it's family. That's what you do for family. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If the person is doing drugs and you're, you know, supporting the drugs in a positive or negative way, that is codependency. But if you're helping a person like, I don't know, a person needs a job or a place to stay, you're helping that person. That's helping. That's what family is about. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you still have family in Ukraine? Um, I have extended family, but yeah. not nobody immediate. I uh, I have a which is weird and kind of stressful in its own. I I have family in Belarus, hmm. so um, and they're kind of siding with Russia. Oh boy! And so that is uh, also very stressful because they're struggling, right? Uh, financially, and we can't even help them out because of sanctions. Like, obviously, sanctions are amazing because obviously this is a show that they're working, right? Uh, but also, like, on the personal level, uh, it, it's pretty painful just seeing, you know, family struggle and like not being able to help them out. And they virtually have no choice, you know. they That's where they live, and that's they basically cannot move even though they don't agree with the war. They're just kind of stuck there. So, yeah. Yeah. Are you shocked how much most people quickly supported Ukraine and then also quickly abandoned it? Oh, my God. What a question. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. Oh. Um. I mean, it w- I am shocked and still surprised at the amount of like a military support that um, Ukraine continues to receive. I mean, not like sh- I don't understand why type of shocked, but also and mostly like, oh, I'm so glad that it's still ongoing, ongoing thing. But from, yeah, from people, people forget there's still war in Ukraine. They're kind of moved on. Um, I was, it was nice um, to walk around my neighborhood in Portland and see Ukrainian flags everywhere, um, which in its own way was oddly made me feel like I belonged in the States more than I have ever felt, like I felt more seen. Uh, I think there's this thing with like Slavic immigrants they blend in so well with general population. I mean, yeah, like Slavic face, you can kind of figure out that somebody's from like the Eastern Bloc, but for the most <laughs> part, you know, like it, they're just just like your basic white people, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but culturally, it's just a, a completely, you know, uh, separate game from like general American population and like that cultural thing is not being seen or celebrated mm-hmm. or acknowledged. Um, I don't know, it feel kind of like my Ukrainian side it always was kind of like invisible, you know? Mm. Uh, but seeing the flags everywhere, we're just kind of like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better that people like just give me a nod 
to where I'm from, which actually kind of got me thinking about uh, painting to kind of promote like Slavic immigrant uh, culture. There's like, you know, obviously Slavic imagery, but there's not much in a way that kind of combines like modern and ethnic imagery together, which mm. is what a lot of like Slavic immigrants are, right? Like, like Babushka has scarves eating hamburgers. Like you don't see that. I don't paint that, but it's just kind of like. It's cool. Yeah, it's it's kind of what when you can relate to both aspects of the image. Um, I don't see a lot of that, and I think that'd be that'd be cool to see if I went places, and that's what I'm trying to achieve essentially. Hmm. Um, when it uh, yeah, when it comes to how fast the interest weaned, I am I am surprised and. Um, a little bit hurt but also honestly i think like this war be like it was the biggest trauma of my life and i i had some like significant events in my life like immigrating everyone who's ever done that you know it's like not an easy matter it's pretty significant impactful period in one's life right hmm. but having a war in your home country is uh, magnitudes just magnitudes more intense than that um i just uh, yeah and sorry i okay. <laughs> i totally i totally lost my train of thought because i got cycled on how intense that was um yeah but i, th I think one way for me to move on was to not move on, but like function maybe even, mm. uh, um, was to think, try to think about it less and less and seek less information about it. Um, and I feel like maybe a lot of people did the same, but to a greater extent. Yeah. A lot of times when I talk to my friends, American friends, and they'd be like, oh my gosh, pandemic was so hard. I'm like, yeah, it was hard. And then the war. And they're like, oh my God, Anya, the war. I'm like, yes. Yeah, you know, you there's know? people over there, my people, they're dying. Yeah, the pandemic was not even as wild for me as the war was. Mm -hmm. And I'm a healthcare professional, you know, so like... Anyway, you okay? It's, yeah, I'm good. It's it's wow. It's just it's just wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I like you mentioned earlier that um, you tried to less researching about what's happening in Ukraine or whatever else. Because I had a guest um, before. She's a um, Uyghur. Mm -hmm. She's a Uyghur, and you know you know what's happening with the Uyghur in China. Yeah, I asked her like, "How do you like? How do you function?" You know, and she said, I, "Sometimes I just try to like block myself, not think about it." But it's hard yeah. to think about it because that's your people. It's it is it is very hard, and like, I think also there's no break right in the way that like Google picked up that this is triggering to me. 
Instagram, I'm Ukrainian. Everyone I follow is Ukrainian. And I think like the hardest part was about the war is that on the New York Times, right? <laughs> like I could read an article and more or less it would be okay. There would be like X number of people died in this particular attack. And then I go on Instagram and they're just like the censored content where just completely like details of how that went on. And that seeing that everywhere, I don't know, it was, I, I don't even know how I dealt with that. Um, hmm. But it's, there's less of that now because people lose interest. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's in a way better for my own mental health but yeah the world is crazy it is crazy and personally obviously i have no connection to Korea other than my friends but i wasn't shocked when people moved on quickly it's people you know yeah whatever is cool yeah that's what they're gonna <laughs> latch on you know well cool that's what they're gonna latch on but you know, people like you, people like you, you still have connection. It doesn't, like you say, it doesn't stop for you. It still continues. Yeah. And like now I have, you know, my brother and my sister-in-law living with me and they're like Ukrainian, Ukrainian. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. We're, we're holding, we're like, we're hanging in there, I'd say. Mm. Yeah. We're, we're lucky we're here. Mm. Praise God. Yeah, I hope it's over soon. <laughs> I hope so too. You mentioned babushkas, or I don't know if I pronounce it properly. I love your art about the babushkas. Yeah. It, the first time I saw it, it reminded me of Johnny Mitchell's uh, paintings. Uh, it's I love when people look at my art and it reminds them of uh, art by other great artists. That's like uh, that's like nice. Um, yeah, I growing so I'm from Kiev, but my mom's side of the family are from this tiny village that's close to Kiev and they've been there for like fourteen generations. Like fourteen? Yeah. As, that's as far as my grandma remembers. <laughs> and it's you know. <laughs> so I don't know if I need to do the twenty three and me, but <laughs> you sound like hundred percent Ukrainian. I figured it out, you know. I think I know. Um, and it was, you know, in that village, it was basically like there's no running water or electricity. So, um, and for and everyone was like self sufficient in terms of like farming. <laughs> and because it was kind of remote, the culture didn't get to it yet, and they didn't get influenced by the Soviet rule all that much. They still hmm. spoke Ukrainian and still got to go to church and still wore like uh, national costumes and the headscarves. And so hmm. basically growing up, every woman I loved and respected wore a headscarf and I think that kind of stuck. Hmm. Um, so now I try to dress almost every single one of my portrait ladies in a, in a babushka scarf. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I remember my mom's old house before they moved. There was, uh, I don't, they, I don't think they're Ukrainian. I think they're Yugoslav. I don't know. Somewhere, you know, Slavic. Yeah. And there's a babushka, and she has the hat, the thing there on the head, <laughs> and she walks every day. She walks every day, 
and we used to send my kids and my nieces to nephew to like we have this Filipino that we put the hand of the old people on our forehead called mano yeah. it's a show mm-hmm. respect and she always oh, she never does it but she's like she'll say something in whatever she language and Every time we saw her, like, hey, that's Babushka over there. You know, I get so excited. <laughs> that's why when I, and she passed away um, a few years ago, rest in peace. And that's why when I saw your art, I'm like, oh, that's Babushka. I like it. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It, that's, that's nice. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, lo- I love it's, it. I love your art, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm still uh, working on exactly what I'm trying to say. Um, I just started basically like five years ago because I, I was a pharmacist mm-hmm. then and finally paid off my student loans and closed that shop. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. And then moved to Portland um, and essentially, yeah, started painting. And uh, it's it's cool to see the progress of how much I've grown in the five years. Um, it's it's pretty amazing uh, mm. what you can achieve when you have an ability to be consistent with it, you know? Mm. Like, not not every artist is lucky to have, like, enough studio time to see, see the progress. Mm-hmm. So, I feel blessed. Um, yeah, I'm still trying to, working on having like a coherent collection for some reason but honestly i don't i don't even know why the collection even would matter i guess that's what everyone thinks i should do but i mean is is selling your art in gallery like is this what success is Hmm. I don't know. I think I'm also in the process of redefining for myself, like, what does it really mean to be successful? Kind of reparenting myself that, you know, a high paying job and like management or leadership position is not the only thing that could be counted as a success. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. Have you figure out what success is for I'm working you? on it. I'm I'm working on it. I think I'm I think I'm pretty successful in figuring out what success is for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting there, I can tell. Yeah, I'm getting there. Uh definitely still in the works. Mm. I like the, the rate at which things are going. I mm. do um I mean like luckily I don't need to like sell my art um, to keep on going. I think success for me would look, um, what success would be is when there's more of like either my imagery or imagery of other Slavic artists that are more like in the mainstream art, like they're more out in the galleries for people to see, or even better, like out in the public art just so other Slavic immigrants, you know, can feel more welcomed and included, like I did when I saw Ukrainian flags everywhere when hmm. the war started. I think I think that's like the end goal, 
essentially. Mm. Um, it's it's all very self-serving for our Slavic community. <laughs> well, it's your art. <laughs> yeah, right. it is. You, yeah. you, you, no one can tell you what to do. No one can tell you how to do an art. That's your art. It's your soul. It's a part of you. Every time you uh, do a brush stroke or a line or a color, that's you. You're leaving a soul on the canvas. No one can yeah. tell you what's up. You know, I noticed that a lot of times I would like look at my paintings and they're kind of different in a way. Some are very colorful and some are pale. And I can definitely tell you just by looking what time of the season I painted that. <laughs> like what what are you saying is just such a, it rings so true mm. that they look like my mental state looks like at the moment. <laughs> um and so I feel like my subconsciousness has a lot to say and I, all I need to do is just get to the studio and like listen through my brush and see see what the actual message is. Yeah. Mm. Let the muses speak and do your thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. I love that. I love that so much. Um, you said your portraits represents your own struggle to fully embrace the joy of living in the U.S., what, yeah. what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, you know, like the war in Ukraine and stuff. Basically, it, it has to do with what you said, how the rest of the world essentially responded fast and moved on fast from the news that there is a war in Ukraine. <laughs> and so I look around and people are prospering, they're moving on about their lives, you know, they have their daily struggles, obviously, but it all looks in the surface as it's everything's all good and happy. Hmm. I know that there are a lot of like issues in the United States as well on, uh, on their own, but on a day-to-day -day thing, um, it 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 looks like people around me are able to tap into joy, right? And I feel maybe not as much anymore, but I think at the time when I wrote that, that was definitely ringing true that I really felt struggle feeling the joy. I'm usually the type of person who can kind of sense the atmosphere <laughs> and have it like affect me like if i'm in a happy place i'm happy if people are sad i i like feel their pain essentially mm -hmm. and i found like a, a disconnect where people were happy and i just could not tap into that wavelength with them i just you can't you know when there is war at that time, I think my brother was still in Ukraine. I was worried about him so much. Um, and I think that also goes even before war, that there's some sort of like a generational, like epigenetic um, trauma that was passed on to me just from being Ukrainian, you know? Like hmm. the Ukrainian has been suppressed constantly. This is Forever. just... This is just a part of being a Ukrainian. You like you're born into stress, essentially. So, uh, 
yeah and so in my paintings how what does it look like they're like colorful paintings and there are flowers everywhere and the portraits also colorful at times but the facial expression is just so surly right (laughs) (laughs) i don't paint teeth man i don't paint teeth like nobody's (laughs) smiling Mm -mm. Uh, and and i think that's kind of like also shows just basically um, like this place, what what it's like. I guess I, I hope other Ukrainians can relate too that this is just how it is. Things are all right around you, but you're still just kind of uh, very stoic. Very stoic. Yeah, you, you yeah. cannot show emotion. Keep on going, no matter what. Yeah, I honestly like, and I don't think it's like you cannot. You try not to show emotion. You literally just. Incapable? Some well, I mean, like <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not like you can't like show joy. It's just mm. sometimes at the moments when things are hard. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. You I, earlier it, you said that when you painting, you can tell when you painted in the state of mental health you painted such a piece yeah when are you most productive uh summer Uh fall is there a specific uh season that you're more productive than others um i would say when winter uh oddly enough not only because it's like cold and there are fewer destructions outside but also, I think everything is just so gloomy and moody, mm. and it's just like the feeling is just so overwhelming to just come and like paint it all out. Just, <laughs> there is more of that like emotion, like that drive to just kind of it accumulates more. It's like more powerful to just go and like let it all out, leave it on a canvas, and then come home to you know seven people in your house, a cat and two dogs, and be all good <laughs> that's funny do you do you think you paint better when you're sad or do you paint better when you're happy i paint better when i'm sad i'm prolific when i'm sad definitely you and me homie uh, yeah i yeah. don't paint but when i used to write i prefer yeah. when i'm sad that's when i yeah. create more better art yeah yeah. What do you think that is? I don't know. It's just like a strong. It's. I think sadness is more personal in a way than happiness. No. Hmm. Yeah. It's just kind of. I think happiness, like when. I don't. I. I feel like I'm happy when I'm seeing other people happy, and it doesn't matter what the source of joy is. If they're mm. happy, that like radiates onto me. Mm. And that's just personal, right? Um, and I don't care. I don't care why they're happy. They're happy and that all that matters to me. Mm. But there are different sources of sadness, I feel. Mm. And it's when you're sad, it's like it's it's hard for other people to understand exactly where it's from. And I think all we want to do when we're sad is for somebody to understand us, right? Hmm. in a way and because that's kind of hard to convey a lot of times through words I think I just go and paint I don't know yeah 
I understand yeah. that. Yeah, I said like I was more prolific. I'm more well when I used to write more. I was more prolific during winter. It's just like yeah. you know, the sadness. There is this. By the way, I'm gonna say this, and I'm not a psychologist. I haven't read this thing. I heard it once time, <laughs> and apparently this is science. Okay, so don't <laughs> shoot me. Apparently, sadness is the strongest feeling, and every time you remember something that is uh, joyful. Let's say you remember, you know, your dad bought you an ice cream one day and you were so happy. But that, let's say that day you were sad, you're feeling sad. That sadness will attach it to that memory. And every time you remember that memory, that will be a sad memory from then on. Um. Again, I haven't read the book or the study, but it sounds good. It sounds like sciencey. I, I like that explanation. I think that that makes that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, I mean, set paintings are uh, are the best paintings. I... <laughs> Mona Lisa is one of the saddest painting and one of the most famous. I uh, I have a couple of studio mates in my studio, and mm. I run into one of them in the hallway, and I said. All right, well, it's time to go cry and paint, right? And she just looked at me perplexed, and I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> just me then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you scared him away. Stop being slavic. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you know what I love about your painting, too, is they look not finished, but they're actually finished. Um, I love that. Yeah. I love the, the blanks. You know, it leads to the imagination of the viewer. Uh, thank you. I, this is so funny. My, I, uh, hopefully my husband's not going to listen to it, but this is, this is what I do. Whenever I finish a painting, I show it to him. And the first thing he says, that becomes the title of the painting. Hmm. Um, so there's a lot of like, interesting, unsure about this, but the most common one, is this finished? <laughs> So I'm definitely on, is this finished 23? This is what I'm painting right now. Ah, I love it. uh, Thanks for appreciating that. People find it confusing, I think. But um, that's how I I show it to my son. My youngest is, uh, he has the eyes for the arts. And he loves your art. And he said, I like it, Dad. I said, yeah, I told you, I'm going to buy some. No, 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 Dad, that's too expensive, he says. But he oh, does love yeah. art. He wants to, he said he wants to be a policeman and an artist. Oh, That's interesting. What... <laughs> well, <laughs> no. I mean, I heard there are pharmacists and artists out there, so everything is possible. <laughs> yeah. I'm three of the, my favorites. I, I like all your art, but my favorites are the the, the Mac. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the Kashtan. Kashtan, yeah. And then the recent one, the Summer is Here. I love that girl. Oh, yeah. She's, she's my jam now. Yeah, Very she's beautiful. Dreamy. Thank you. See yeah. how light and just like there's strawberries, like there's nothing. It's, it's just, just, mwah. I also like that one as as well. That girl from Kashtan, she looks like, you know, that singer, what's her name? She does like, she's Simo Secrets. L- Lana, Lana. Del Rey? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, cool. She like, she, she, she reminds me of her, her face a little bit, you know? Is is there who's this girl's on there on your uh, paintings? Is there a, is there a person? Um, I, I just take pictures of my friends and mm. then I I paint them. Sometimes I pull something from 
uh, like the internet, but I don't really love doing that. Um, I really hope that I like, I think the next thing I want to focus more is just like, uh, moving away, painting beautiful young women and just, uh, painting women who are like in that in between age, you know, mm. not necessarily babushka, but not necessarily a 20 year old. I don't know, maybe a good 40, 50 year old middle age ones. I like that. I think, I, yeah, I also think there's like not much representation wise. Um, they, they're a little bit more like invisible, right? Mm. And, they, um, and their faces will have more character because of the lines, you know? Yeah, yeah, just like badass wrinkle motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, uh, what do you call this thing here? The crow? The something crow. Cro crow's feet, I... crow's feet, crow's feet. Crow's you know? feet, yeah. Yeah, like that <laughs> or like like this or, you know, like I, I prefer yeah, that because yeah, yeah. it'll give you more character. Yeah. You know? Yeah, just more like maturity, you know? You know, they've seen things. Yeah. What do you think about digital art? What's your opinion about it? Um, I mean, I... I do like it, not all of it. I I think, I think it's super convenient and cool. Hmm. Um, I don't I don't do it. I think I want to get into it, but I think I'm still kind of like focused on honing my oil painting skills. <laughs> I mean, it's fascinating and interesting. I do like the way. Maybe I'm just like an old person now. The way the oil paint or any paint texture looks. Like mm. IRL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, you know, it's, I, I think it's, I think it's great and awesome. And a lot of kids are getting into it. Um, I don't have like anything bad to say per se. Um, and lots of good things. But uh, I honestly also like AI generated art. <laughs> There's so much. Uh, that really shook the art community <laughs> yeah. pretty hard. Yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody got scared real quick. But um, I mean, I think it's like also interesting and fascinating. But I don't think AI gets said. So it's not the yeah. Uh, yeah, it, I don't think it. You know, I don't know. I I welcome all forms of art in a way. Hmm. I don't feel threatened by it or. Um, feel like any better or less for other forms floating around there. I'm just doing my thing, you know? I love that. Yeah, that's a great thing. I had um, a friend that a digital artist, and then when the AR, the AI art came out, he's like, man, all my hard work is going to go to waste. I'm like, no, <laughs> dude, because AI would never have your soul. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's your key. Yeah. That's, that's the thing that you, no one has. Even AI won't have that. Yeah. Yeah, it really, it, yeah, it, I don't want to say it's meaningless, but it, in, in a way, it, it is less meaningful than, you know, like a, a big question when I paint people, like, why did you paint that? And then that goes into a story. Hmm. Um, if you ask your digital artist friend, like, why did you paint that? He would have like solid reasons of why and why he made these color choices like but when you ask ai like why'd you paint this it's just like because you told me so but like you know 
that's that 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 where it ends essentially. But the images are beautiful and and fascinating and interesting. I love looking at them, like yeah. inspiring in their own way. Um, I but, agree. I I would never buy an AI art, first of all. Right. If I didn't do it myself, I ain't doing. I'm not buying your art, you know. Like your art, I could never ever make your art. It'll never happen, right? I'll buy that over like ten thousand AI. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, it, I do appreciate it. It's art. I think it's art in a sense, you know. But I feel like looking at a. Like there's no soul in it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, it was just like typed, like I don't know, Enya's art in blue and green. You know, oh, I should try that and see what happens. I mean, it's interesting. <laughs> it's it's interesting, um, but yeah, I think the reason why somebody does art is such a big piece <laughs> of the painting's existence, and uh, and that's what's missing in AI art. You know, like I know you do art as well, and you have a reason behind why. Do I? Um, no, I do. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like expression of your cultural background, of your roots, of who you are. <laughs> uh, going back to like as far as you can possibly go, where your culture has originated before any interruptions by other cultures, right? Mm -hmm. It's really kind of similar to how Ukrainians are as well with the Soviet rule coming over and just making everybody speaking Russian and all. But mm -hmm. like, I think you and I both like try to tap into how things were before others came over and preserve that. I'm trying. You, you got it. Thank you. you. Know? Yeah. And I, 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 this is, this is the whole point. Um, this is the whole point of doing art. And this is the whole point of sitting down and working in and existing. And, and I, that's that's what AI is missing. So we're good. The fear. The, speaking of fear. Yeah. When I sit down and about to do my calligraphy, I mm -hmm. am scared. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to mess up, you know? Yeah. Do you feel the same before you paint? I used to feel a lot like that. Uh a lot less now at first absolutely um my studio mate rachel gifted me like this panel that she like primed herself with some rabbit glue it's like seems like a crazy process or whatever <laughs> and she knew i would be scared to paint on it so she did the same priming thing on like little sketch paper mm -hmm. and gifted it to me for christmas two years ago it is still sitting there. I'm still scared <laughs> to touch it. It is so real, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think in your case, if I were doing what you're doing, like, which is making your own paper, I would be hella scared, you know, to mess that up. Because, like, the labor, the, the, the value of that paper is just, like, so intense. I'm not scared of that messing up in, like, paper. Because in my head, I can remake it again. What is what's the scary part? When I when I make the line, I'm very you know. Uh, I try to be a perfectionist, and when I make the line, I I have this you know idea in my head. I want it to look like that when I put it on the paper. But the beauty of it is when I actually make the line and it doesn't come out like what I was thinking. 
and they end up actually liking the one I created. Yeah. I'm still in the process of like letting go. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think me too. And actually I, it's kind of like a weird up and down where when I started painting, I wanted to make a line and like the brush was just like not going where I wanted to go. It was really frustrating. Right. Like, um, and then with time, my brush control became a lot better. And so I was able to do like crisp lines and outlines and like mm. all these things. And now I'm going back where I'm trying to do fewer of those because I feel like my paintings like look a little bit more like cartoonish like so now i'm going back to trying to make lines more wiggly and stuff so they look like <laughs> so they look too perfect it's just kind of like it's it's such a process you know you're basically um growing and learning forever but fear is real and i think i think uh being scared to mess up and feeling like everything you're doing is crap at one point or another is essentially uh qualifications to being an artist so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like you said there that um, you're always not pleased with your work. Oh, yeah. Do you still feel that way? Um, at times, not always, but um, I think because I change, like the seasons change so fast, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would like look back at my winter ones, be like, "Oh, that's too dark, man." The burgundy, <laughs> like, what was I thinking? Um. Yeah, and actually, I have a show right now that I am going to take down, and I'm excited to bring these paintings back because I can't wait to like keep on painting on them. I uh, just wanna. I feel like I've gained the skill in one year when I painted them that I can improve them. So, yeah, growth is just always on a go. The more you do it, the better you get. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like with my, because as you mentioned, I'm making two arts that I'm trying to combine, like the art of recycling paper and the art of my calligraphy. It's called Bye Bye In. Uh -huh. And I, I just love that idea. And I just like learning. First, I'm learning how to make sure that the paper is smooth. And then when I start paint, uh, putting calligraphy on it, like how to you know, design the calligraphy pattern. It's just, it's endless and it's enjoyable. Yeah. I I love that it's a puzzle in your head. And it's, it, it's such an escape, right? Such escape from everything. Yeah. I mean, like when you mentioned earlier that like, oh, you're, are you scared like messing up on the paint, on the paper? Because, you know, the process. Actually not because I actually enjoy making the paper. Uh. <laughs> so it's like giving me an excuse to make more paper. Yeah, so lean into your fear. Be fearless, man. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Because like the other day, I was making a batch, a new batch, and my wife came downstairs and she's like, you're making more paper? You have a lot of papers already. I'm like, yeah, but I'm perfecting the thing. She's not an artist at all, by the way. <laughs> she's very practical, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like yep, yep. I'm sure your, your husband is saying it sounds like he's oh, a practical man. Yeah. You cannot have two artists and have a functional family. That's it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, she's like, you you have so much papers already. I said, like, yeah, but I'm perfecting the thing. You know? I'm like, okay. Then she went upstairs and that's... <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, she's probably like, come out and play. You're like, sorry, got to do this paper thing. <laughs> yeah. Got to gotta create. Sometimes I made a joke. What do you want me to do? You want me to do drugs? I don't do anything else. <laughs> yeah, this is, <laughs> this is actually not a bad thing out of all the things, but yeah. Exactly. You know? By the way, you don't have to answer this, but I'm going to ask anyway. How do you price an art piece? Yeah. Well, it's uh it's it's like interesting thing because I think I just kind of like at first put a price. I, I like painted the same similar sizes at first and so I'd put a price on it. Um and then if people buy it, then I would just keep like similar price essentially. Mm. But what had happened is that I, my paintings were selling like pretty fast. And so I couldn't invite anybody to my studio because I had like empty walls. Right. <laughs> so I, I really like hiked up the prices on my art and mm. they haven't been selling now, which is like, nice in a way but i think i'm ready to sell again and there's like some pieces that um i'm ready to let go of mm -hmm. um so i'll just i know it's like frowned upon and there's like this notion in the art world that like be very careful how you price your art because once you go high you just can't go down i'm like seriously who they, they do you understand how busy every single individual is who the hell's gonna remember how much i priced something last time like i am like not that vital in people's lives i can do whatever the hell i want with my prices like it's fine yeah so uh so yeah i think when i get this uh collection back from the show um the next time i put it up i'll just have lower prices and see what it goes like see what mm -hmm. happens um it's a it, yeah pricing is kind of like science and art together there's like all these ways that you can like calculate a worth of your art per mm -hmm. se, like square per inch or dollar per square inch. There's all these like formulas. Mm -hmm. I have researched it, not gonna lie. Um, Same here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You would like find an artist who is like similar to it in a scale um, and advanced in career that you are and then see what they're pricing at, figure out mm. their square, like dollar per square of artwork <laughs> mm -hmm. and then just put it on your paintings but yeah um mm. i don't know i'm not i'm not really like selling my art yet um or like i don't i don't feel the drive to sell it yet i think it's just so personal you know yeah who was that i think it was matiste when who did the who did the water lilies matiste uh money when, when, I, I, when he printed the, those the big thing, like it yeah. took like years before the the guy that asked him to paint it to let go of it, and yeah. Manet keep on saying, "No, no, it's not finished. It's not finished." And he kept on painting, repainting because he can't let go of his art because those yeah, are his sure. babies, you know. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> it's phenomenal. I don't blame him. Yeah, uh, I'm just like him. Mm. I'm just like Manet. <laughs> as prolific as good. Yeah. Um, I love that. I think this kind of all ties back into like what success is in my eyes. And I don't think like that necessarily selling as much of my artwork and 
painting uh, with the goal of selling is is not what definition of uh, success is for me, for example. So, definitely, uh, yeah. Do you regret not starting to take painting seriously earlier? Um, sometimes, but also not. Maybe I don't know. Like I, it, I feel like if I did, that would be like in college, right? I, I mean, um, and so if I went to an art school, then my life would have been completely different from my twenties, and then that's mm. just kind of like such a cascade effect where. I wouldn't have the life that I have right now, which I feel like I'm blessed that I mm -hmm. have it. You know, I have just like an like amazing family. Um, and I don't know if that would happen if I wasn't at that beach when I met my husband. I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know why why I tied the art so much, but it's like, you know, it would have been a job. It would have been a profession. I would have to, like, uh, paint on somebody's demand in order to make money, essentially. And I don't know if that would translate into, like, happiness yeah. or be, like, unregretful. I know. I think I, I, I mean, I think what I wish right now is that I had a skill at this moment as if I started 16 years before <laughs> that's this is the only thing i wish but i don't i don't think i would have changed much um, even even the pharmacy experience it was it was um it was really like humbling and eye-opening and <laughs> just different in its own way 100 percent. has your life been different since you decided to go back to creating art yeah, I mean, it's just like more peaceful. Um, I feel like more open. Um, I also feel like in a way, like very confident, like it was extremely hard to step away from pharmacy. I mean, I was like, like a clinical pharmacy in the emergency department, which um, is like a pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty intense and also like highly skilled position in a way mm. and I was like a pharmacy manager at some point as well um, and I've been doing it I was I like to think that I was very good at it and I've been doing it for like 10 11 years and then basically not doing that at all and learning how to paint it's just kind of like oh my gosh I'd suck at it like there's not one thing in my life I'm doing that I feel like I'm exceptional at and that's just it was such a void until it filled in with like parenthood and you know got better at art and then eventually art too but it was it was scary mm. uh yeah it was a scary jump yeah what do, what do you think you are you better a pharmacist a mom or an artist oh i think i am wow uh oof better wow uh it's just like it's hard to complain compare because you couldn't have picked the three more different from each other things i think <laughs> um i put the most time into parenting right now um mm. and both like into 
active parenting and learning about parenting. And most of my thinking process, uh, whenever I think about something, is about the children. They're very small. Hmm. And I want to I wanna get it right from the beginning, you know? Hmm. Um, I mean, pharmacy was just like an autopilot. Um, I, I was very, I mean, like, yeah, I made fewer mistakes being a pharmacist. So I guess it was better in that way. Um, and art, gosh, I am good, but there's still room for improvement. So I guess, like, I don't know if if I really have to answer, I guess, parenting pharmacist artists, I don't know, but I don't know if that's really true. You're, you're, yeah, you're breaking my arm here. <laughs> <laughs> I just asked a question. You don't have to answer if you don't want. I know, but these are such good, interesting questions. Thank you. Uh, appreciate that. Yeah, they really get me thinking. I really love them. Thank you. I appreciate that. But no, like, you know, so pharmacy was science. You've followed this step. Pretty much you get the same result. You know, yeah. parenthood is extremely difficult. You really have to put in work, you know, yeah. especially like you. You said that you didn't really have a, a example of like how to be parenting this half Ukrainian, half American kids, you know, art yeah. is Art is always gonna be hard. <laughs> it's the most. It's like going harking back to the AI. Like the the reason why AI is not really as significant as the real art or physical art is, you don't really ha work hard. You just type words. Yeah. So you you know what I'm saying? I mean, in a way, AI art is a collaboration anyway, right? Like. It's not just like a. It's not just like sitting there and like spitting out artwork. It needs it needs somebody to throw an idea. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, listen. I have a friend mm -hmm. that is into a art right now. This yeah, guy yeah, has yeah. never ever draw anything, even a stick yeah. figure, and now he's creating like AR art. Like it's it's nice, but I like Anya's art better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like personal preference. But honestly, like. If that's if that's his creative outlet, then that's fucking fantastic. Yes, a hundred percent. Right. If if this is if like drawing is not his jam, digital art not his jam, but he still wants to like get his like ideas out in the world and AI is helping him to do that. Awesome. Agree. I'm excited to see them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do too. I of course I support him. But my point was is like you know, like you put in work. When you see, think of a babushka, yeah, the color, the the lines, like the way she, I don't know, like shows her emotion or lack of even. You know, it takes time. You say like, if you're in AI, you don't. I don't think you have a fear. You're typing. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what it's, I mean. It's different. It's very different. It's different processes for sure. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, listen, I think we're there. But before we close out, one more question. Okay. What are the most important lessons you've learned in life through creating art? For myself, I think the most important lesson is that very basic, honestly, time and practice 
whichever when you put those together you will improve <laughs> time practice patience uh, equals improvement and that I just apply to everything now um, even to parenthood whenever my kids are just frustrated with something this is the formula I give them like well this is you know this is how improvement works when my family members come to the states you know they hope to pick up their careers where they left in Ukraine like sorry <laughs> time time patience and practice you know it's just that's that's just like immigrants life right there right mm-hmm. and that's like not only in art that's that's basically it, it it applies to every avenue when there is a change and something is new you don't suck at it forever you stick it out and it works out that's what i learned the end <laughs> i love it again anya thank you so much for coming on the podcast i really do appreciate it thanks for giving me a voice it was so nice talking to you and meeting you oh for sure have a good day have a good one bye, bye. again thank you anya for coming on the podcast i really do appreciate it thank you listeners for listening this is Endo Yosa for an immigrant's life i'll see you guys later